squeaky bum time in the Bundesliga and the diaries are back to discuss an open title race, the battle for Europe and who can secure survival. And welcome to May's episode of the Bundesliga Diaries. We are back in the studio, all three of us, ready to whet your appetites ahead of the end of the season in the Bundesliga. Mirko and Richard, how are we, lads? Good to have you back, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Your uh, your efforts um, were very good last episode, I must say. Thank you very much. Yeah. I try my best, but, you know, I think we should all stick to what we're good at. <laughs> it was a nice episode. Good to hear a little bit about Freiburg as well with Alex. It's also nice to have you back because sometimes you have one of the stupidest opinions ever. So oh, it's wow. easy <laughs> to come back. Wow, thank you very much. Um, I am glad to be back as well, of course, to discuss yet all of the latest Bundesliga action. As it stands... There's a lot to talk about. And everything still to play for, which... <laughs> Hasn't always been the case when we've done this uh, podcast over the last few years. That's true. I think it's the uh, probably the most open that the Bundesliga's been in the seasons that we've been doing it. So we welcome it. Yeah. Um, let's look at the European results first, though. Um, since, well, when the podcast was last recorded, there were still two Bundesliga sides left in the competition, Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen. Now only one left with Leverkusen having got past Sergio Waz. Bayern lost to Man City. I mean, the Bayern elimination was no surprise after the first leg. Um, so, yeah, it was was pretty clear that Leverkusen would then be the only team. And I still fancy them as well to go to the final because, I mean, they lost the first leg. But, uh, we don't know the result of the second when we record, so while recording. Yeah, I fancy they still have chance. I mean, 1-0 away at Rome, they can still win at home. And they turned around a lot of the games, so... They, they got Mourinho though, didn't they? They got yeah. proper Mourinho in the first game. I mean, they didn't really create that much, but they were like in relative control. They never looked on any real pressure. Roma scored once, had one other chance, and that was effectively it. I mean, we'll talk about them in a little bit more detail later on, but I just feel Leverkusen are running out of steam a little bit. They had that nice run under Alonso, a few results going against them. We know what Mourinho Mourinho's like in Europe. You know, he gets results, and I can see the second leg being a draw. Score draw, maybe. Roma score first, Leverkusen equalise, and then can't find a winner. I hope I'm wrong, because I would like to see a, another Europa League final, back-to-back Europa League finals with German sides in, after quite a barren spell of um, Europa League and uh, UEFA Cup results. But Lever- Leverkusen aren't the ones that no. you want in yeah. that, though. I think Leverkusen are probably just stuck between, they don't really know what to go for. Should they concentrate on the league and guarantee European competition through that? Or should they try and go and win the Europa League? They should be going to win the Europa League. They've won fuck all <laughs> forever. <laughs> I mean, what was it? Last trophy was 93, if I remember rightly, yeah? They win the cup. Yeah, the Pokal, um 30 years ago this year. So, I mean, timing's right for okay. uh, for history to repeat itself for a trophy. I would take over the go for the trophy. I mean, come on. Of course. No, I'm not, I'm, you know... If you're talking from a fan perspective, sure. But if you're talking about, okay, what's the easiest way or what's the most guaranteed way to get European football, which is probably what you'd be looking at in a very heartless way as a club, the league is maybe your better bet. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. Let's see, let's see. We're buying, I mean, disappointment really for buying to go out in the, in the quarterfinals any year. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't care. <laughs> 
I mean, you can also argue that they had the tougher lineup and the tougher teams on their side. I mean, the other side was, was the Italian teams, then Benfica. So you could say maybe Bayern would have advanced to the semi, maybe even the final on this side, but then they would would have probably lost the final to Man City or Real Madrid anyway. So yeah, they're not at their best to win it this year. They will probably also not win it next year. Yeah, they're just lacking the striker and, and, and a bit more, I think. Uh, that's probably a fair evaluation, to be honest, um, of where they're at, at the moment. That's the European results covered. Uh, the Pokal is also down to two teams, Eintracht Frankfurt and Leipzig. We'll get to Frankfurt, obviously, in a second, but let's get the other, <laughs> get the other team out of the way. Um, Leipzig beat Freiburg 5-1, 4-0 up at half-time. Bit of a blow-up, really, from Freiburg. I don't know what happened. How, how? I mean, Leipzig are a good team. They've got a, they've got a strong squad, and you know they're, they're always score goals. But you don't expect Freiburg to blow up like that. How we, you know, come to know in the last few years? Yeah, especially when they're playing at home. I mean, couple, yeah, also, couple of weeks yeah. before that, they were playing Dortmund away in the league. They got beat pretty bad. Happens. I mean, when you're trying something, Streich is always a manager. Who's Sometimes, even against big teams, he's like, I want to play football. I want to try something. I don't want to defend for 90 minutes and somehow hope we'll score a corner or something like that. But yeah, they were just too offensive and the game was effectively over after 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Real shame. I mean, cup semi-final, I get what you mean in terms of wanting to play football, be attractive, be expansive, but sometimes pays to be a little bit pragmatic, perhaps against a strong team with strong offensive players, which is the case with Leipzig. Yeah, maybe they were also too motivated because it was like, it felt a bit like, and I mean, fans and media talked about it as kind of a small revenge because they lost sure, the man. final last year against Leipzig, and yeah, maybe they were just they wanted too much. Disappointment for Freiburg, but delight for Eintracht Frankfurt, who got past Stuttgart to reach the final for what is it the third time in in five years, right, Mirko? In six, six years, years. Yeah. 17, 18, and then there was a long drought with only one semi-final against Bayern. A the long cup. drought? Are we calling? Are we calling that a long drought? Yeah, yeah we're calling it a long drought. Of course, <laughs> we're a cup team. Fair point. Yeah. National, international cup doesn't matter. We can only play cups. We can't play in the league. <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, it's the shortest way to a trophy or shortest way to a final. And um, Frankfurt have learned that in recent years. Just have good games in the cup. I mean, we definitely had good draws as well. I mean, we played Stuttgarter kickers. We drew now the weakest team. We had Darmstadt in the in the round of 16. We had Union at home, which was also the home advantage is big in the cup. And then Stuttgart, the weakest team, of course. Not a home game, but still by far the weakest team. We would probably have lost to Leipzig. And yeah, Stuttgart played pretty good and was even when uh, Frankfurt when Stuttgart was down to 10 men in the end Frankfurt was up Stuttgart still put pressure on us and had chances to equalize it was like the the game they had against Dortmund so Stuttgart with a really really good game but also one of the better games from Frankfurt and uh, I felt so comfortable at halftime I was telling everyone we still got this and uh, I'm just glad my man Daichi turned up the first time in 2023 with a good game, he had some really good uh, scenes in the first half, I think, where he was a bit unlucky, but he had good ideas and it was just nice to see that he can still score. Are you got your ticket yet sorted or? It is difficult, more difficult than in recent times. Um, the last two finals, they just made a cut being like, if you're a member for this and that long and you have a season ticket, you're in. And I always made the cut and I was thinking, 
well, maybe someone dropped out and I'm still in there. I mean, I was there in there last time. But obviously they changed the whole system. I mean, they kind of have to because now we have 100,000 members. So they can't just be like, all right, the first 20,000 get it. Yeah. So no, no one would become a new member. So they're, they're kind of drawing. And I don't know how high my chances are. I'm assuming 50, 60% maybe. How, what's the official allocation that you get? Because I noticed that there were also, you could apply through the DFB for sort of like also a kind of lottery system. Yes. And I have as well as a million of friends and yeah, family members. Yeah. Uh, so that is the one chance. I think DFB also has around 15, 20,000 tickets. <laughs> and then each club gets 23.7. Oh, that is terrible. That is decent. That it's is decent. It's more than international finals. 73,000 people can get in that stadium, right? About two thirds go to clubs and then another third goes to yeah. whoever. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, it's compared to international finals, I think it's still decent because, like, in Champions League, it's only like 15, 20K usually go to the teams and then the rest goes to friends and family, of course, as the football business is such a friendly business. Um, yeah, I mean, Frankfurt. Um, is kind of intransparent with their tickets. Either way, I would expect there to be more Frankfurt fans than Leipzig fans at the game. Well, you've got over 100,000 Frankfurt members and 940 Leipzig members, so I'm sure it'll be uh, evenly distributed. <laughs> um, let's also have a look at the Zweite Bundesliga, because that's also joined to a close. 32 match days gone there. I was actually thinking by the time we recorded this that we would have one team guaranteed um, into the Bundesliga in Darmstadt. Somehow that isn't the case. They've lost the last two games. Still four points clear of Hamburg in third, but they're making hard work of it, let's say. In second place, Heidenheim also lost the last two games. Bit more worrying for them because they are only one point ahead of Hamburg now. Going into the last two games, no one else is involved. Um, Hamburg have six points clear of, of fourth. So, you know, it's going to be two of those three teams are going to get the automatic spots and then third place will be the one who misses out and will get that difficult game of playing 16th in the Bundesliga. As we know, Darmstadt should do it. They still should do it at this point. And Heidenheim as well. That Heidenheim play, as their remaining two games, play the two teams that are in the relegation spots at the moment starting with Sandhausen at home at the weekend it's, if you can't win two games against the two teams in the relegation zone to get promoted then you don't deserve to do it really but they should really do that but it's a slight Bundesliga the ability that teams have going for promotion to absolutely bottle it is unrivaled anywhere else no other league is quite like it, despite the Bundesliga. It always feels like Hamburg are usually the culprits, let's be honest. But I mean, even they're playing the worst two teams in the division, I still don't think it's a guaranteed six points. But then but, Hamburg could also do Hamburg. So. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Hamburg and Heidenheim did have the exact same opponents for the last five games, just in a different order. All wow. right, yeah. And some at home and some away. But like the last five games was the exact same opponent. So no one now has the excuse that, well, our program was a bit tougher. I definitely think Darmstadt is through. They just need one win in two games. They're going to win one. And the others are close. I can see Heidenheim win, win two. But if, if they mess up, maybe Hamburg gets the direct one because they just gained some ground in the last two match days. So maybe Hamburg does it. But if they play in relegation, it's just comical. I mean, 
how often have they played relegation? Like from going down or and the possibility of going up, they played probably like four, five. I think this would be the. F- there should be the f- at least two in fifth. the first division. They are two in the first division and then one last season. So this will be their fourth. Only the fourth. I think so. I mean, Hamburg Schalke in the relegation playoff wouldn't be wouldn't be that bad. That'd be pretty tasty, wouldn't it? Regardless of who ends up in that third spot, I don't necessarily fancy them to win that playoff. You never that, do that. You never do, yeah. which is a it's not that surprising to say that. But it doesn't feel like a season where you think, oh, actually, this could maybe happen. Whoever is in that uh, relegation playoff from the Bundesliga, which we'll get onto, I think they're probably more than likely going to actually be in a bit of form. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. None of the teams are other other than I mean, Hertha are gone, aren't they? But yeah, we, we think we'll get to that. But I think all the other teams aren't actually relatively to the relegation I, candidates. They aren't I'd that say, bad. I'd say even Hertha would still win it. Ooh. Yeah, but that based on the fact that they would have to win two games to even get there, right? They've got to win two matches to even get there. So the momentum comes back to it. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be a momentum thing. Because I think like if it comes to relegation, even if you lose like the last five games of the Bundesliga, you go from like being 12th to relegation spot, you still know you're going to win the relegation and the season's over. Yeah, I mean, that's before. just how it happens. So many chances in this, given to the Bundesliga team to stay in the division. Um, it's not fair, but this is not the time to have that mm. discussion again about the playoff. Yeah, we'll discuss that anyway um, when it comes around. Now is the time to jump into the Bundesliga action, what we know best, and we still have a title race on our hands. It is a rarity to be at this point in the season and to still have something on the line right at the top. Wasn't the case last season. One point in it, Bayern are the leaders and the favourites subsequently, but... It's all on this weekend, isn't it? Absolutely massive. Match day 33 should be decisive, you'd think. Certainly, I mean, maybe like four, five, six weeks ago or, or so, I would have looked at Bayern's last two games and I would have said, yeah, it's all on this weekend. But I must say, I don't think it's an absolute given that Bayern will win away at Köln yeah. because I think Köln are actually finishing the season quite strongly uh, and they're in a good run of form at the moment. So that's not a foregone conclusion. But if you're looking at the two games that are left... Bayern are at home against Leipzig in a way at Köln, you would say, well, if they're going to draw a game, which is essentially all that Dortmund need, they don't need Bayern to lose a game, they just need them to drop two points. Uh, So long as Dortmund win their remaining two games, you would have to say that this game against Leipzig is probably the more likely of the two for something like that to happen. You would definitely think so. But Bayern aren't that good at the (laughs) moment. I mean, they are finding a way to win games. Forget the Schalke one. You know, that was a very good performance. But the Hertha game, the Bremen game, really had to battle to pick up the three points in both of those matches, which is unlike them, usually. This is not a Bayern vintage at all. In any of their title-winning seasons, they've never had fewer points after 32 games than they have right now. This is the worst Bayern that we've had at any point across that time. Lewandowski, losing Lewandowski has obviously played a big role in that. They still batter teams because the team is still strong. Um, They've scored six goals in five different games this season, which is a a club record. Uh, Most of them by any team, in fact, in one season. But Gnabry's a top goal scorer with 13, which is one of the lowest totals that they've had as well for years and years and years before this 10-year Bundesliga winning run. Yet they're still top. They're still top and it's still in their hands going in to 
you know, the final two games. Let's talk about the Leipzig match because that's that's the one really, as we've said. What do we think? Do we think that because it's Bayern, you know, they've they've been in the situation before that they'll just get the job done in any way or as this is a weaker Bayern than we've seen, can we see them in such a crucial match like that dropping points, even if it's just a draw? Well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I have no clue. I think it's a 50-50, maybe, maybe 60% Bayern game. Yeah. It's a pretty close. I'm also saying this match day will decide it unless Bayern somehow fuck it up and then Dortmund fuck it up again, which is also possible. But I think the way the schedule worked out, even though Bayern have the harder program with Leipzig, obviously, and yeah, Köln being on a good run and Köln also being close friends with Dortmund. I mean, mm. the team, the players, the city, everyone wants to help Dortmund there. It's the last game for Jonas Hector. So I think the stadium will be packed. They could get a result, but the harder game will be the Leipzig game. And so the fact that Bayern has the harder program, they are still so fortunate to have it timed so perfectly. They had the weak games, Hertha, Bremen, then Schalke at home where they won 6-0 to just get in the right mood to play Leipzig at home then, a 6.30 game. Everyone is looking at them and they're good in games like that. Everyone looks at them, mm. the pressure's on. Usually they're good in those games. And there's even one more thing. The last three matches, I mean, the upcoming one against Leipzig and the two before, Bayern always played ahead of Dortmund, in front of Dortmund, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, Dortmund true. always had the pressure. Bayern was, was winning before Dortmund had to play. Bayern was winning before Dortmund had And it's the same this weekend. Bayern have the 6.30 game and Dortmund is still playing on the Sunday. But then it's also like one game and pretty much anything can happen. I think it definitely helps Dortmund if you're looking at it from their point of view. It helps that Leipzig still need a result, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I Do mean, they? I, I Do think, they? well, if we assume that they lose this game, let's say that they lose against Bayern... You know, if Freiburg win, which is possible, they play uh, Wolfsburg at home yeah. this weekend. So you think, okay, well, you know what? Freiburg could get a result there. Leipzig are going to go into the last match day needing a result. I don't think it's just a game that they can go... Chuck. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. But then also on the other side, I mean, there's so much going on. Teams have so much to play for that Schalke will probably need some from that game as well. So they will be really up for it. Schalke are not the same Schalke that we spoke about, you know, a few months ago. They're a better team. They lost 6-0 to Bayern. Teams get hammered by Bayern. It happens. Leipzig could do with something from the game. And bearing in mind, you probably also could make the argument that if they can get a good result against Bayern, it means that on the last match day, they don't have to worry about anything. They could probably make some changes as well with the cup final in mind. They don't want to have to go into the last match day having to play a Schalke team that's just going to try and kick the shit out of you and do everything possible to try and stay up. They want to have the game done and dusted before that so that they can rest people. So um, I think there's a good chance that they're certainly going to go into the game trying to get something out of uh, the Bayern Yeah, I mean get something definitely but uh, probably a draw but that can even make it more dangerous for Bayern because if they're going into the game and being like we need to win this to get Champions League it might be easier for Bayern have some counter-attacks Bayern go ahead I think it's it's dangerous if you're playing against a team who's just saying all right a point is a win for us 
that's, but playing, that's pretty dangerous. Regardless of what Bayern end up doing, and it does make me a little bit sick to want Leipzig to get some kind of result against them this weekend. Dortmund have to win, right? Dortmund have oh, to win both absolutely. of their two games. 100%. Let's say. So let's talk about Dortmund and the situation they're in. It already feels a bit of a disappointment that they're, they're second with two games left. They're not leading. They should be top going into the final two match days. They should be. The points that they've dropped in the situations they've dropped them, you talk about the possibility to put pressure on opponents, Mirko, when Dortmund play Bochum on a Friday night, first game of the weekend, and can't get the result against a team, regardless of whether Bochum are playing for I think you're a being local harsh. rival or whatever. Maybe I'm being harsh on that one. Maybe that one's harsher than the Stuttgart game where they were 2-0 up and 3-2 up and still couldn't win the game. Definitely, I, I would agree with that. And with regards to the Bochum game, it was a Friday night in Bochum. They're fighting for their lives. It's a tough place to go. It's a derby. The crowd's right on you in that stadium on a Friday night. Just get the draw and that's a good result. If it was 3.30 away on a Saturday in the middle of a season, then yeah, that's a poor result. But you do have to take the context into it a little bit. That's not the problem. The problem is what happened in the first half of the season, losing at home to Bremen after being 2-0 up in, what, the 89th minute. You lose away to Köln, lost away at Union, away at Wolfsburg, away at Gladbach. They're the results that have made the difference because the... Rockrunder that Dortmund have played has been fantastic. They're top of the Rockrunder table. They've only lost one. They've scored a lot more goals than anyone else. Until he got down to it, though. But they're still ahead of Bayern over in the Rockrunder. They've clawed back four points on them in the Rockrunder. Since the winter break, they've clawed back even more points than them. The reason why they're not top has got nothing to do with what's happened over the last 10, 15 weeks, in my opinion. It happened in the first 10, 15 weeks where they lost six games in the first 17 games of the season. You're never going to get that back. And now it feels like, you know, they're ending the season well and you're finally getting close to maybe what Terzic had when he gave up the job the first time. Because when they finished that season under Terzic, they finished the season very, very well and they got a little bit of form going. It's taken them a while to sort of take over the team again. But it's no coincidence that, for example, they're playing their best football as well since Haller came back. They started this season with Modeste up front. As much as we agree with the reasons why they had to do that, and, you know, fair enough, I'm not going to argue with that, but fact is, you're not going to win a title with Modeste up front because Makoku was injured and they didn't have Hilaire. What else are they going to do? Yeah, and, that's why, yeah. and that's why they lost the title. They're finishing the season really strongly. So the fact that they might have dropped a couple of points in a tough game, away game, towards the end of the season, I can let them off with that because that's not the problem for Dortmund and not why they're not top of the table but yes and no like because I, I do agree that they dropped countless points that they shouldn't have done towards the start of the season purely from that point of view the fact that they're even one point behind with two games to go is a surprise in itself and I do applaud the way they've attacked the second half of the season that they have come back but they caught up to Bayern they got there they hold themselves back into it and when they were top that's when they crumbled again. That's when that's when they failed to win two matches. Two draws against teams who you should be beating. No team has conceded more goals than Bochum in the Bundesliga this season. They are fighting for relegation, have been for the majority of the campaign. 
And I would say that's the one that we should let them off. We're going to let them off the other one because the Stuttgart one is an absolute disgrace. That's definitely true. And it does come back to the same the same thing with Dortmund over and over again is that mentally they are second best. We're down to the last two games now and they've got Augsburg away and Mainz at home. One is probably going to be safe playing them this weekend and the other one was on, is on currently on a three-game losing streak. And I still don't back Dortmund to win both of the games. I back them. I back them. Yeah. Definitely. Have you, they've been playing very, very well in recent weeks. They're scoring a lot of goals. They look like scoring as well. They don't look like they're out of ideas. Okay, they might concede a few goals every now and again, but they don't look like they're out of ideas. This is why this is why part of me thinks that it's actually better to go down to the final day for Dortmund and hope that Köln get a result rather than Leipzig because if Bayern don't win, Dortmund won't win. If it goes down to the final day of the season and they're both playing at the same time and Dortmund go out from the front and are 4-0 up against Mainz after an hour and Bayern are playing out their game against Köln, then it doesn't matter, right? Because they're playing exactly the same time. Dortmund know they have to win, etc. But if, if Bayern don't win and Dortmund have it, mulling over that for a day, playing Augsburg, who they don't play that well against away from home anyway. But they haven't got the best record at Augsburg. I can just see them blowing up again, falling apart and crumbling mentally. And they have been playing some great football. I mean... The Wolfsburg game and the, the Gladbach game, I mean, you know, the goals speak for themselves. 11, lots of players are having strong finishes to the season, players who perhaps we didn't even look at, you know, like Marlon, for example, who's suddenly starting to look like the player they signed. Adeyemi's fit again. Bellingham is unreal. You know, you can see why everybody wants him. Haller's the striker that they needed. As you said, there's no, um, so coincidence they are a better team with him in the side up front. All of these things may be true. Hopefully, Hopefully this time I'm proven wrong. But the only way I'm proven wrong is if they win the title, which is hard, hard to say because Bayern could go and win both their games and they go and win both their games and, you know, Bayern win it by a point. But the only way I'm going to be proven right is if Dortmund win the title. Otherwise, we're stuck in the same situation. No, but I think you're, prob- I think you're right in that sense that you could easily also see Bayern winning both their games and Dortmund winning both their games. And if Dortmund win both their games, then I, I don't really think what more they could have done at this point because it would have meant that they would have finished the walk-under having won 13 out of 17 games. That is a fantastic end to the season. And if it wasn't good enough, then that was because of other reasons, not because of a mentality thing, to be perfectly honest. I I have to back Richard a bit because like your killer instinct can be as good as it wants. In a Rückrunde, you're not going to win 17 games. And the Rückrunde was insane from Dortmund. I mean, they, they struggled a bit in the beginning where they won fairly close games and they somehow won them all. And I would think it would be different if the situation was the other way around. Those games in the beginning where they were only two ones and somehow ended up winning... If it was the end of the season and they were close to Bayern, they probably wouldn't have won all of those games. They just won them because it didn't really matter. They were just in a run. They were playing football with no pressure and somehow won. But it's still one of the best Rückrundes from from Dortmund in in recent years. Yeah. The only thing they can do is just win the last two games. I think that's all they can do. Just win the last two games and whatever happens, happens. And if they don't win the title... Well, then there's reasons that they can point to it as why not. If they do, brilliant. But just win those last two games and finish on a positive because there are positives to take into next season. My question would be, if they do win both games or buy win both games, is finishing second a good season? Do, do we? Does it equate to a good season for them? Over the course of the season, probably yes. 
They were the second best team. For but starters. to the worst, but to the worst Bayern team of the last eleven years. But it's still because of the problems in the early uh, stage of the season. Yeah, I think with Haller they would have won the league. Yes, it is the weakest Bayern side in ten ten years plus. Bayern are only going to get better. Bayern will go and buy a striker. They will probably reinforce in the right positions. The striker is obviously the main, their main issue, right? As as we've we've spoken about, if they get in a twenty five goal season striker, they're going to be considerably considerably better. It's a missed opportunity. But you can't always guarantee that your your shit is going to come together at exactly the right time when the other team is going to play poor. There's no doubt that there are. Teams in the last 10 years of this Dortmund team that in this season would have won the league Absolutely. and they just happened to come up against an even better Bayern team at that point. So, you know, it's not guaranteed that you can get all of the things within your club working well at the exact moment that you need it. And unfortunately, the, the one time where, you, where they could have taken advantage of it, they haven't. But I don't think that that necessarily makes it a bad season because in their context, I think that it has been a, a good season. It's just not been amazing. I mean, points-wise, it's the best season since five years. Only under uh, in the first year of Favre, they had 76 yeah. points. Apart from that, they never had more than 70 points in the last five years. So they're going to get 70 points this year. It is a pretty good Bundesliga season. One last question. Who's going to win it? Bayern or Dortmund? As I said, I don't really know. I would say 60% Bayern, but somehow down there, I think Dortmund will win it. My hope, maybe my heart is over my head, but I do think that Bayern will drop points in one of their two games. That's not me saying that I think Dortmund will win the league, but I think they'll have a chance. I think they'll have a chance to win it if they win their two games. Let's put it like this. Dortmund win their two games, they'll win the league. See, that's where I'm not entirely sure. I genuinely think that Dortmund will win their last two games. But as much as I hope that Leipzig will get a result or even Köln will get a result against Bayern, there I'm also not quite sure. I I, I think, gun to my head, I'd say I think both of them are going to win their last two games. One thing I will say is that I think both of them will probably win uh, their last two games. But I, I do fancy that maybe on the last day of the season when it will be decided. That will be a, a conference that is well worth looking at, I think. Yeah, final day conference. Yeah. Uh... Although having said that, I'll be at the Union Bremen game, so I won't have a clue what's going on. But uh, yeah, I think it will go to the last day and I think there will be a few twists and turns, but I think ultimately both teams will win their games. Union, you mentioned there, which is nice timing because we come to them next. Uh, let's jump to the battle for the Champions League. We've got three teams involved here. Union, Freiburg and Leipzig. Leipzig currently in third, four points clear of Freiburg in fifth. So, you know, they're in pole position to get one of those two spots. But you would also say that Union are in almost a stronger position um, to clinch the the fourth spot. Three points clear of Freiburg. The win at the weekend over Freiburg, absolutely massive. Probably might have even taken a draw beforehand. Oh, obviously, I would have said anything other than losing, really, 100%. Because you say three points ahead, but our goal difference is a lot better. And mm. so it is effectively four points ahead as well. I yeah. mean, uh, plus eight is the difference for Union, which I can't see that being really overturned over two games. So yeah. Especially when you play Hoffenheim and Bremen, you're not going to lose 
high against him. Also a good run-in, definitely. Certainly on form, anyway. Um, not many better, better teams you could have picked. It's still crazy that Union are in the top four. I mean, obviously, some things that they do put them up there. They have Dalta Force to Rye is an absolute fortress. 22 games now in a row, unbeaten at home in the Bundesliga. So that covers all of this season and part of last season. They've run or covered more ground than all but one team in the Bundesliga this season, which we talked about as well is crucial to, you know, what they do, the work rate and the effort that they put in. But there are so there are a number of metrics where Union are just outperforming. John, don't use that word, please. <laughs> Not when it comes to football, please. I'm going to use another one that will, might piss you off even more in a second because I know Mirko likes an expected goal. They're outperforming their expected goals by 11. They have the third lowest average possession and the second, I mean, this is the one really, the second lowest shots per game in the whole division. But... No one scores more goals per shots on target than Union. Efficient. I mean, but but efficiency, which is an incredible trait to have. But my point being is that it's almost unheard of efficiency. Union are one of the most efficient teams in Bundesliga history, I would say, because it, it's insane what they make out of so little, effectively, you know? Don't waste the ball. Like you I saw, agree. You saw some of the goals at the weekend. They're goals or they're opportunities that you should be scoring. Yeah. And also, there's other reasons. Union is, in most games, they're leading. They're hardly ever trailing because mm. they have a pretty decent defense. Yeah. And so whenever you're leading, your defense is still working, then you probably get good counterattacks, like the one, mm. the 4-2 yeah. from, um, was it Becker? Or, no, Becker was the goals before. It was. Uh, but well, Becker assisted it for Lidoini, yeah. Yeah, and those are clear-cut goals. So it's no wonder that Union scores those goals. And it's also no wonder Union doesn't get a million chances when they're always up 1-0 after some weird corner or free kick or I don't know how they do it. But yeah, they're, most of the time they're leading and their defense is just stable. So, I mean, it's it sounds easy, <laughs> but <laughs> that's just what Union did. I also like the stats and like expected goals and stuff, but I think Union is there. And they deserve to be there because they're clever. No, no, no. I think you misunderstood what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say they're lucky to be there. I'm saying that what they're getting out of what they have is something that so many teams don't do. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost unheard of how efficient they're being. You mean if Dortmund would do that, they would easily win the title? Absolutely. I mean, God, the fact that Dortmund are only eight points ahead of, of Union <laughs> is mad. You know, Union has spent 30 of the 32 match days in the top four throughout the whole season. I don't really like to do it, looking at stats to try and justify games. But if you look at the stats, like, there's no way Union should be there. Everything points to them being mid-table, even perhaps even lower in, in, in some cases. But they make, they make the most of absolutely everything. They're so efficient. They have an unbelievable stadium that they use to their advantage. And they have an unbelievable defence because they've got the best defence in the league. And they've got the best manager in the league, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or at least, well, well, like, in up the... Up there, close to. The perfect match. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. And so... That's what happens when you've got a manager who can set up a team to play consistently because that is what the league is. That's why winning the league is so difficult is because you have to repeat it game after game after game for 34 games. And he's one of the best managers in the league at getting consistent, relentless 100% performances out of every single player and not just the players that start, but also 
the players that come off the bench because I, I don't think there's too many teams that score many more goals off the bench. Only Wolf, only Dortmund and Wolfsburg this season, 10 goals Union subs. That's more than one in five. So every, one of every five goals yeah. um, that Union score, one of them is going to be from a sub, which is, you know, again, another big factor. They have a relatively large squad, but they make use of it. You know, they use the players that they have. I mean, regardless of what happens now for Union, it's a record-breaking season in terms of the stats, the points, the wins. Obviously not been in the Bundesliga that long, so there's not that much to go off, but whether they will ever even beat this. You know, if they've been in there for another 15 years, they probably wouldn't beat this season. The question now is, I know you you say quite a lot, don't you, that our oh, Champions League, Union, you know, like... We, we aren't we are not a Champions League team. You know we shouldn't even be in the conversation. Oh, Europe's good. Europe's good. Europe's good. Okay, which is which is true on paper. Even if Union do end up falling out and get fifth, like it's not a disaster of a season. Oh God no. But if they don't qualify for the Champions League now, it's gonna feel like a massive disappointment. And I don't see how it. I don't see how it can't. No. 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 God no. From God, this no. point, though, what what are you? Yeah, fair enough, Richard. You can say no. It's not going to be a disappointment. It, it will feel like little, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, yeah. How yeah. how <laughs> with the goal difference? You have two games. You're going to win one. You're in there. It doesn't matter what competition. Honestly, they're already we're already in Europe. We've got more points than we got last season. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. And honestly, I, and I can mm-hmm. also tell you, Europa League is better than Champions League because <laughs> <laughs> it's a Thursday and the cities are better. I mean, it's a Thursday. Well, uh, well, yeah, the longer weekend. Then, uh, yeah, if, you, yeah, if okay. you're going away, you can know uh, yeah. you go you go away on the Thursday or the Wednesday okay. night, and you've got the whole weekend. <laughs> so, by the way, are you going away on the weekend to Hoffenheim? I really wanted to, but uh, I can't get they're um, back on the train in the same day and I didn't really fancy like doing an overnighter in Hoff- in Sinsheim yeah yeah <laughs> wherever not I know I know I did I did one in Augsburg the weekend before and I can heartily recommend Augsburg actually as a city to go and visit it's I'm like, still lacking that ground it's, it's and, uh, uh, I mean the ground's a bit yeah, the ground's, nowhere like, but, but you the know, city's probably great the, the city's a fantastic Breweries, city good exactly. beer Exactly. Well worth a visit, I must say. For you, the best case is you only get a point. You don't want to lose at Hoffenheim. No. And then it doesn't really matter. I think even one point is enough then on last match day. I mean, you're going to make Champions I think It doesn't what, matter. It will be an intense Saturday in 12, 10, 11 days, whatever. <laughs> be prepared, Richard. Be prepared. The one thing is at Union, quite a lot of the times, there's so many people there that uh, you don't get any phone signal during the game. <laughs> so you will have no idea what's going on in the other games anyway. So fuck it. Just go and, go and celebrate what has been an amazing season yeah. and just see what happens. Indeed. Indeed. So Freiburg are also in the fight, right? Um, they're down to fifth now um, after a couple of poor results against direct rivals. They lost to Union, as we mentioned, but they also lost to Leipzig in the league just a few days after losing the cup. So a bad couple of weeks for them. Really feel like they've run out of steam at exactly the wrong time. And it's not the first time it happened last year where you know they were well in the fight for the Champions League and dropped out right at the end. I think it's going to be really hard for them now. It's going to be really hard for them to get top four. But I mean, it has been a long season. 
they played Europa League. They did they advance one round? No, they yeah. um, they were first in the league, so they only played Juventus and Catalonia. Ah, yeah, right? So yeah. yeah, but still, they had a lot of games, and the squad isn't the biggest. So I mean, I can understand. They were still in three competitions for so long. And when you get Leipzig, it is a tough uh, match. So it looks like they're running out of steam. But like playing Leipzig twice and then losing away at Union is not really losing steam. It's kind of like expected results. So, I mean, they're playing at home against Wolfsburg. I see them winning that. But still, I mean, Union will win one. Leipzig will also win one. I, mean, I think it's just, the gap's just too big, but it's not running out of steam. It's it's just natural results that, that come at, at some points. It's it's a bit unfortunate, but I mean... But again, I feel like it's too easy to say, oh, well, you know, it's just, it's just expected, you know. Well, they pick up a point. They pick up a point in either of the two games. The reason why I said they run out of steam, and Freiburg have never been the most expansive team, but in my opinion, but I would say that they do. They never, they never sit back. I don't watch Freiburg and go, they actually sit back and defend. But they did against Leipzig. I mean, I know they lost to them five one a matter of days before, but in the league when they lost one nil, they sat back. They sat back, and as much as I dislike Leipzig, as watching it as a pure game between two football teams, they deserve to lose the match because they didn't. They didn't do anything. They didn't try to to pick up the three points. You know, they totally went for a for a draw, and in the end, it, it backfired. And what I'm saying is, not long ago, we went. They're still, they're still in the cup, and they're still in the the Europa League, and they could, they could get Champions League. And in the end. All three of them have ended a little bit prematurely, would you say? I mean, other than Europa League, I think losing to Juventus is not a surprise. But the way they lost to Leipzig, which was an absolute hammering in the cup, and to lose both of the two games against the two rivals, it's disappointing when it's happened for a second year in a row because they did the same last year as well. I think you could maybe say that about the Leipzig game at home. But when you mentioned earlier, Union haven't lost it at home in what 22 games even getting a point at Union is not the easiest of things to do so you say it's happened twice in a row but it's also the first time that they've qualified for Europe in back-to-back seasons so it's not been that bad and I don't think they've scored more points over the course of a season than what they have this season either so it's a you know it's the question between could it have been better yes but is it still good of course, you know. No, yeah, I would still say I would still say it's still, still a good good season for them. It's just that disappointment of it could and perhaps perhaps should have been more. True, but if Marco Rosa had been manager of Leipzig for the whole season, then Leipzig would definitely be ahead of Freiburg because you have to pay. You have to take into account that Leipzig have changed managers uh, in this season. And realistically, they're a much better team now with their newer manager than what they were when they started the season. Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. What do we think then in terms of who's going to make it? I think it's quiet. (laughs) I know it's different for you being more involved, isn't it, Richard? I think Leipzig are going to get in there. Is that that okay to say? You refuse to jinx it. Is that what it is? I mean, Union would, even if they, I mean, if they won... If you win, it, win one, if they, if you're, you're God, in you've got to consider that Freiburg have got Wolfsburg and Frankfurt away yeah. in the last you two games. You could even lose oh, two and still be in there. That's true, actually. I do think that Frankfurt will beat Freiburg at home on the last day of the season. Even so. a point. Even yeah. a point in either of those two games, Union need one point then. They need to pick up one point in the last two games. Freiburg have to win effectively 
both games, let's say, and on your not winning at least one. Yeah, not winning either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. I think Leipzig are guaranteed, and Uniana as good as guaranteed. Yeah, it, it, the way I see it, and nine out of ten. Yeah. Um, if you thought that was the end of the battle for European places, you would be wrong because Europa League or Conference League spots are also still for grabs. Um, Wolfsburg, Leverkusen, Frankfurt and Mainz are all still in with a chance of finishing in sixth and seventh spot. If Leipzig win... Well, is it Frankfurt? Come on, John, no. think. If Leipzig win the Pokal, yes. then seventh place gets Europa League spot. Correct. If Frankfurt finish sixth... No... If Frankfurt win the if Frankfurt win the cup and finish sixth. No, it's still the, it's still seventh. Yeah, but if Frankfurt finish seventh and win the cup, then sixth gets Conference League. There we go. Thank you very much, Richard, for for clearing that one up. Two places to play for then. In that case, Wolfsburg are in pole position at the moment because they occupy that sixth place. They leapfrogged Leverkusen um, in the last match day. For Leverkusen and Wolfsburg, it's kind of similar seasons in a way. They have both had ups and downs, had really poor spells, but also recovered well and put themselves back in the comp- in the conversation for those European spots. Leverkusen had that in 16-game unbeaten run under Alonso, um, who has done, I would say, a, a really good job at Leverkusen turning that around. Wolfsburg, perhaps not as clear a run of form in one go, but a little bit more consistent than across the season, other than the first six, seven weeks. Before the season, I'm quite surprised to see them only there, right? Only in sixth and seventh rather than a couple of places higher. Certainly Leverkusen. I think we all had Leverkusen in the in the top four. I yeah. can't remember, to be honest. I, mean, I, I know I did, so. Well, I mean, certainly from, from the team of Leverkusen, you had them in the top six rather even top four. But yeah, the start was just horrible. Sacked the manager and uh, Alonso did need quite some time. Is it really due to Alonso? I mean, the, the squad is also pretty good. So, But the run is also impressive. I know they've got a good squad, but you've still got to give the manager credit for when they go on such an unbeaten run like that. Leverkusen also run out of steam a little bit there. They had that run and then kind of dropped off. But I mean, you can't eight. just expect from every team to just keep every movement going. I exactly. mean, you, you want Do you Dortmund not think it's to still keep winning. You want Freiburg to still keep winning. You want Leverkusen. I mean, some teams also have to lose games. But do you not think, you, it's, you know interesting, it do you not think it's interesting that these teams are all start to lose games but it's, I mean, the they time. were all dead. Bayern don't do it. We talk about Bayern. We've said it at the same part of the season. In previous podcasts, we say Bayern it's will Bayern. go on a run where they I win mean, 10 games in a row. You can't expect at Freiburg to perform like a Bayern team because the market value is like four times as high. But why is that point right when it matters at the end of the season in the absolute Because they only matches? came in the situation because they had the massive run. Exactly. Also, you're exaggerating because the 16 is with the Europa League and the Cups probably yeah, the, all, in the league. It wasn't as... All, all and involved, also, yeah. I mean, the main reason also why Wolfsburg and, and Leverkusen are in there is because of an, a team that has an opposite run of Leverkusen. It's because Frankfurt, who handed them spot number six, spot number seven, after 21 match right, days... Right, right, right. They were eight points clear, spot seven. They were in sixth place, but they gave away those games, did not win until last week against Mainz. And so they also handed Leverkusen and Wolfsburg the spot. That is also a reason. But there's a difference. 
But the difference is that Frankfurt, at the end of the season, I I fully I fully expect Frankfurt to win the next two matches and really put themselves in with a chance to get in the European spot. And then they could win the cup. And right when it matters, at the end of the season, mentally, they are there. Just as they were at the right times of last season. They were in the right moments. They mentally showed strength in, in, in that yeah, in that area. May, may I ask why the last three months might have not been the right moment? <laughs> it, there are different it reasons. It was pretty cold in Germany. There are different reasons why they're not there. The reasons are different why they're, why they're I underperforming. D- not because mentally they aren't strong enough. Perhaps the squad isn't, isn't strong enough in Frankfurt. I, I do love your positivity. And I would love to believe that we're such a great team that it's just, all right, we're going to chill for two or three months. Because then, <laughs> right at crunch time, we're going to win the competition every year to qualify for Europe. I would be glad if, uh, if I could believe we're, we're that good. But you're not wrong. We are a team that can focus and can be better in games where they know, all right, we have to win this, than in a regular league game. Yeah, In recent years, Frankfurt has been able to beat a lot of teams that are usually better yeah and that's that's also the only positive thing that that gives me hope for the final if there's a team that can beat leipzig in the final it might be frankfurt Leipzig is still probably the better team and the favorite but if there's a team that can beat them it's frankfurt Let's talk about Frankfurt a little bit, Karen, um, in a little bit more detail. Let's get it over quickly. <laughs> yeah. Big news is that Oliver Glasner is leaving. Is he going to Real Madrid? Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I love our manager. He is one of the best managers that has ever managed Eintracht Frankfurt. The next manager will probably be a step down, but I still think, after all, it was the right decision to kind of make a cut now. The, the run of not winning was just way too long. I mean, I can kind of summarize it maybe a bit um, to all the all the listeners who are not following that closely. I mean, Glasner did have the amazing run, Champions League, advanced to the group at Napoli. And so the club wanted to extend the contract, uh, which is running out next season, I'm, I'm assuming. I think there was still one more season. Not quite sure. But they, they always wanted to extend it. And he, he wanted clarity of where am I playing, what will be the squad next year and stuff. And since we uh, kind of dropped some points, it's not sure that we're playing Europa League next year or anything internationally. He said, I will wait until the summer, then we have to talk, I want to see the team, and then I can decide on. And uh, so he kind of used a bit too much time, then the, the results was uh, weren't in his favor. He still didn't win any games, the pressure was too high, and the club just Somehow had to do something. And even uh, he won the semi-final in the cup, qualified for the cup final and then lost again the next weekend. And then he did have some uh, press conferences where he was also a bit, bit furious. But he was all, always defending the team. That's also what I loved. And in the winter, it was it was ironical. He never talked about any, any big achievements, Champions League, whatever. It was the sporting director who said, well now we're top four we want to stay top four and he always said well the team isn't ready the team he's a realist he knows the team is a top eight top six team maybe but it's not a Champions League team that's why he wanted some time but uh, yeah in the end the results weren't falling and the club kind of had to step in and now it makes sense now everyone knows what's going on everyone knows there are still big games to come for the cup final I'm talking about because I mean in the league I think the situation is over I mean even if we win both games Leverkusen and Wolfsburg are both going to win one of their games. Mm. The goal difference is too good. So in the league, we're going to finish eighth. 
that's it. But there's still a big game uh, to go in the cup, and I'm hoping Glasner goes as a legend, two years, two titles. Which would be a great return, wouldn't it? It'd be a fantastic return. I don't really understand why Frankfurt should really get rid of him, really, even if it hasn't gone that well over the last three months and it hasn't gone that well I mean they won the weekend against Mainz and I think that was their first win in the league since middle of February I mean that is a a poor run the Uh, thing is it it wasn't Glasner I I always liked his his, uh, interviews defending the team and stuff but the 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 officials the sporting director and um, the board they made so stupid comments that everyone felt the tension and, and everyone could feel, ah, the club isn't really behind the manager. And so somehow everyone looks like an idiot now. And they could have pulled through if Glasser would have signed early. We, they would have pulled through. If the board and the sporting director would have just had some better interviews, we would have pulled through. Everyone just made mistakes. Glasner also made some mistakes. So you had to pull the trigger at some point. It's just a bit of a shame because I think that Frankfurt could really establish themselves as a as a proper top half team who is almost always in Europe, maybe not all the time, but you know regularly, regularly in Europe. And as Mirko mentioned at the beginning of the episode, a cup team. And there's nothing wrong with being a cup team if you're gonna win it. He's gonna leave having in two years won the Europa League and at least get them to the final of the Pokal. And then you're also, with a bit of luck, finding stability, which is what Frankfurt need, to get them into the top eight of nine of the Bundesliga. And then every one or two years, you can win something or do a good European run. Are you really wanting to throw away that opportunity off the back of being like, oh, well, for three months or two months, we've been pretty shit in the league? It just seems very short-sighted. Yeah, It's a make-or-break season. If we don't make Europe... Moani will probably leave anyway, but like if we don't make Europe, it will be hard to keep the squad quality as it is. We're, we're losing Kamada, we're losing Indica probably, we're losing mm. um, Moani, we might lose So in midfield. Rode, who's having two really good seasons, is getting older and he only has like 60 minutes per game. Mm. He only has 20 games per season. Mm. We need midfielders, we need defenders, we need, we need everything. Uh, but it is kind of make or break and I, I wish to establish as a top eight team, but um, the summer will be intense for Frankfurt, especially if they don't win the cup. And in that case, if it is a make or break season, then it's why are you then starting that with one hand tied behind your back of starting with a new manager? At least get yeah. a new, at least keep the manager who you know is good and who you know can actually bring you something with the squad. It might just have to be that he might have to work with a squad in turnover for a season, but at least you've got someone there that has shown that he can be successful and knows that. He can do a good job and support him to lose all of those players and have to replace them and then bring in a new manager at the same time is, I mean, it seems madness. can also be something positive. I mean, to be fair, if I was Glasner, I would have probably left in summer as well. Because, <laughs> I mean, if if you're bringing Frankfurt the first Europa League title in 30, 40 years and then still half a year later, everyone's pissed at you. I mean, he could have left himself. So, I mean, and then also the new manager is the motivation will be higher than his because, I mean, he has achieved stuff with Frankfurt. So don't think the new manager is the bigger problem. I think the squad is the bigger problem. I, I would definitely agree with the squad. 
I totally agree with you, Richard. Ideas above this station, higher up. Seriously, Frankfurt of what? When was the last time you won a European trophy? 40, 42 years ago, wasn't it? I mean, seriously. You won that and you were in another cup final for the third time in six years. You played Champions League football and got through the group stage this year. And you're going to finish top eight. And that that is not good enough now. Yeah. That's not good enough. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely insane. With all due respect, I don't know who the higher-ups at Frankfurt think Frankfurt are. Haven't you been playing Spider Bundesliga football this like in the last de- in the last decade? Let's get promoted. Or 12, I Yeah, think? so like, like 10, <laughs> 10 years ago, 10 years ago you were playing second division football and now Champions League football and a, a European trophy and another final, that is not good enough. For me, it just feels like it has to be a, a, an issue with the hierarchy. It yeah. can't be the football team because it's and, like, look at and, it. I mean, yeah, yeah. And also, I'm not managing the club. If I was managing, Glasner would still be in charge and everything would run smoothly. <laughs> would it really? Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> I think there are some problems in the management area, in the sporting directing area. And I'm glad we got rid of Bobic. Everyone has seen at Hertha that he is by far the worst in the Bundesliga. But I'm not quite sure if Krösche is so much better. And also, you do sort of have to throw in Oliver Glasner into this as well, because as much as everyone thinks, well, it's pretty fucking hard to get on with Schmacker at Wolfsburg, he did leave there because the two of them sort of fell out. And now it seems like not all is well between the manager and the hierarchy at Frankfurt as well. Schmacker's about to get a job at Liverpool, so he's he's certainly going to step up for Wolfsburg. Don't know what they're drinking up there, but he gets on with Klopp, doesn't he? They're good friends with the Toten Hosen. This, this is their like link. <laughs> Bizarre. One time's a fluke, two times a coincidence, and you know Glasner's on the, the coincidence. Now we're saying two times have been at clubs that he's fallen out with the hierarchy. I don't know who, who, who's next. Who, who are you going to bring in next? You know, is who's going to be a step up? Who's going to take the it, job? It will I don't be know. a step down. Everyone knows yeah. that. Or it's going to be a a young manager from somewhere, perhaps in house. Maybe there's somebody around. Maybe we don't have in-house. We our second team just got promoted to the fourth division. Which is decent. <laughs> so maybe in ten years we have in-house solutions. We don't have them yet. At the bottom as well, it is very tight. Uh seven points separating eighteenth and fourteenth, but only three separating seventeenth and fourteenth. Hertha last place looking a little bit cut adrift but it's not over for them just yet let's start with them I mean on the pitch it's been worse this season it's definitely been worse than the last few weeks <laughs> they've been they played, but when they won a game they won a game a couple of weeks ago in which they lost and <laughs> which they lost the other five they've looked more competitive they've certainly looked more competitive in games that I've seen maybe not the Köln one did you not watch but, the Köln game Against Bayern, they weren't that bad. For example, um, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find some positives here. It's been a terrible season from start to finish, effectively. Well deserved relegation. Yeah, I mean, worked I, for it all year. Are we sending that down then? Is that, they uh, are relegated. That that. I mean, they've even got to win they, both games. The thing is, the Bochum win on the weekend mm. was massive and um, even if they win both games now they need like scenarios of like this and that team drawing and maybe then and then they get relegation and they're not going to win both games that's the thing I mean I just do not see them winning two matches you know Wolfsburg away on the final day they got Bochum this weekend okay they win that that's the thing they could win both of those games and still finish bottom 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they need to do something that they've not done this season. Win back-to-back well, I games. Think, I think they've done it once. I think they actually have done it once this season when they won back-to-back games, but they have to do something that they rarely do and hope that all the other results go their way from two teams, effectively. Yeah. Honestly, the on-the-pitch issues, them getting relegated, is the least of their problems. It's not really the problem. In a way, from pure footballing terms, them going down could actually be a blessing in disguise because it takes them a little bit away from all the Bundesliga scrutiny. It puts an end to all the nonsense that's gone on, to be honest. They can kind of regroup. They can get rid of a number of players who they signed for ridiculously inflated fees who haven't played to the standard they should have done, or certainly what the fees suggested they should. Hertha have a pretty good youth system that is not being used, partly because of all the money they're spending on players who are average, really. Use some of those youth players and start giving them games. I mean, on the pitch, it could be a bonus. I mean, Stuttgart are the team above them, four points clear of them already. Um, They brought in Sebastian Hernes, so they, like Hertha, rolled the dice of a new manager. A little bit better. You know, they've only lost one of the last six games, Stuttgart. They've got Mainz away and Hoffenheim left. They've drawn 11 games this season. They've picked up points against Dortmund, Bayern, Leipzig and Leverkusen. They've lost the lowest amount um, from 12th to 18th. They've lost 15 games. Everyone else um, up until 12th has lost more. It seems to be a really weird thing with Stuttgart that they're actually not that bad in that many games, but they always seem to find a way of narrowly dropping points or narrowly losing. It seems to be a regular, regular theme. But beyond Girassi, they don't have anybody really to rely on in terms of goals. And he's only scored 10, so it's not like he's been prolific. Yeah, they messed up a lot of games. They they showed quality. The 3-3 against Dortmund showed it perfectly. They have the quality to even put bigger teams under pressure, but they somehow then lose the easy games, especially the one Hertha away. You just can't lose that game. You're ahead of them. You only need a draw. I don't understand how they can lose that game. And if you have games like that and you keep losing them, then you're probably going down. And for me, it feels like Stuttgart will join Hertha because I can't really see them win away at Mainz. Maybe they'll get a point. But then they definitely need to get something against Hoffenheim in the last on the last match there. They're playing at home. But again, I can't see them winning. Hoffenheim needs to get something to be sure as well. So realistically, I can see Stuttgart getting two points. Maybe even winning one of the two games, but that might not be enough. I mean, if we're going to just delve straight into predictions or who we think are going to be down there, I know we haven't talked about all the teams, but... With the last two games, done a little bit of uh, the table calculator here on, on the Kicker website. I have here to bottom Bochum finishing 17th, Stuttgart in 16th and Schalke in 15th. I think Hertha will beat Bochum at the weekend and I think Bochum have also got to play Leverkusen. I know they're at home for that game and Bochum are good at home, especially when they need a result, but... You know, Leverkusen uh, on the last day of the season, they also need a result as well. So I could see Bochum losing their two remaining games and Stuttgart getting uh, a win against Hoffenheim, which would move them above Bochum and put them in the relegation playoff. It, it's, it's a hard one to call because... Honestly, yeah. even, even just like a draw or a bit of goal difference 
there's one point difference between Schalke and Bochum and there's one goal difference yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. It really is at a point where you feel like even just one goal is going to make all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I talk about Schalke, you know, they've, been, they've gone on a really good run. Only lost four games in the last 15. Over the last 15 games, they're eighth in the form table. You know, they've, they've really managed to turn their season around when they looked at them buried. The fact that it's only got them to, to 16th at the moment, <laughs> it shows how poor they were before that. Thomas Rice has come in and done a great job, really giving them hope of staying up. But then their problem is that they lose Marius Bulta, their top goal scorer, for the game against Frankfurt coming up. We've got a yellow card against Bayern. They were 2-0 down at the time. You got a yellow and you miss him for a far more important game because, you were, I mean, Bayern was a free hit, effectively. You know, 6-0 doesn't help their goal difference, but losing was, you know, was, was probably always going to happen. They've got Frankfurt at home and Leipzig away. Those are their last two games. They're, they're difficult games, mm. they are. I know you like to be pessimistic, Mirko, but Frankfurt are, Frankfurt are a good team. They are a good team. And Leipzig away is as good as a defeat. It's right? a loss. Yeah. So, got to beat Frankfurt? Yeah. Really? I mean, like Definitely. that's the situation if you look at it like that. Um, I do somewhat fancy Schalke to beat Frankfurt uh, this weekend because it is make or break. We mentioned it about... Uh, how we thought that if Bayern aren't going to win the league, it, it's all down to this weekend. If Schalke are going to stay up, it's all down to this weekend. And in the table calculation that I did, if they just draw with Frankfurt, then that is definitely the difference between them staying up and them going down. Yeah, It really is all on this weekend, I would say, for them. I do want Schalke to stay in the league. I think I think it's a better league if Schalke are in it. Absolutely, honest. absolutely. And one team that we haven't mentioned yet, but it's definitely a possibility if they were to lose their last two games, which isn't that much of a stretch, is, is Hoffenheim as well. Yeah, I mean, it's much of a stretch. They're getting something. They're at home against Union. I think 1-1 is probably a, uh, yeah. a good bet for this weekend, but it wouldn't surprise me if Union won that game, put it that way, and it wouldn't surprise me if Stuttgart beat Hoffenheim in the last game. So, But the thing is, if... Hoffenheim doesn't win against Union. Let's say 1-1, which is, which is a fair result. Don't you think they're getting at least one point Stuttgart away? No. 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 We're long past Hoffenheim being too good to go down because they've, they've, they've been shit all year. They've got 32 points. The players who we talked about who are perhaps top quality haven't performed this season they are where they are because they're just not good enough this year. I mean, for a number of reasons, they just aren't there. So Stuttgart away, final day, pressure's on. Absolutely, I can see them losing. Should they beat Union at home? On form, they shouldn't do. They should lose. They're there and Union are fighting for a Champions League pace. Hoffenheim could definitely lose both of their games. I think they won't go down because of the teams below them, not based on any of their own ability to stay up. I think we're going to look at a season where one of the lowest points totals is going to maybe keep you up. To answer William Moller's question, who actually asks us if there is a possibility of Hoffenheim going down. They they need to lose against Stuttgart. If As long as they get a point against Stuttgart, I think yeah, mathematically they're safe. If they lose both games, I think they will get relegated, yeah. If they lose both, I actually think they will. If Bochum win, Schalke win, and Stuttgart gets a point in Mainz, then the pressure's on. Yeah. Then the pressure's on. 
But I mean, that has to happen first. And I think that they're going to get something. Oh, it's so it, close. It, it, it really it? is. It's it is so close. close. And that's, that's what I absolutely love about this year's Bundesliga because we have so much fights. I mean, in my eyes, Champions League is pretty much sealed. Conference League, Europa League and stuff is pretty much sealed. But title and relegation, everything is open. I just looked at the last two match days. There's only two fixtures where it's probably no one playing for anything. In the last two match days. So mm, yeah. On every match day, we have eight games where there's less, at least one team that somehow needs points. And I think it's one of the most interesting Bundesliga match days in the last five years. I just hope we get it down to the final day. That's what I yeah, want now. Yeah. I just want all, I want results to happen in a way that means that everything is still up for grabs on the final day. The, the conference on the final day has the potential to be truly epic. And it was epic in a way last year. I mean, you know, Stuttgart scoring last minute winner to stay yeah. up. <laughs> Can they do it again? We'll see. We'll see. So your predictions of the last of the teams getting relegated? This is the hardest one. Um, I think Hertha are gone. We all agreed on Hertha, right? Yeah. I'll have Stuttgart to go down directly. And I have Schalke being in the playoff spot. I think... I actually tipped them not to go down at the start of the season. But I think Bochum. I think Bochum will be the other team to go. I'd agree with that. I think Hertha 18th, Bochum 17th. Maybe Schalke in 16th. 16th really is, could be anyone of Stuttgart, Schalke and Hoffenheim. It really could be. I need to, I think I might need to reset my uh, calculator here, but how I've now got it filled out is that Hoffenheim, Stuttgart and Schalke are all level on 33 points at the end of the season and Schalke would be 16th. Uh, Imagine if Hertha now stay up. Then we need to just quit the podcast because we clearly can't predict anything. Either way, the last two match days are going to be a brilliant watch. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for this now. Just what we what we hope for at the end of the season. And I'm actually a bit glad I don't have to be in a stadium because I kind of want to see all the games. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But then again, I could be celebrating Champions yeah, League. Yeah, you, you will. One of the things that's still all to play for. So that brings an end to this month's episode of the Bundesliga Diaries. A lively one, but lots of well-contested opinions. Very interesting, Mirko and Richard. Thank you, as ever. Cheers. And I'm looking forward for two great weekends. Yeah, definitely. I'll drink to that. Indeed, indeed. We'll be back, of course, next month to go over everything that's happened in those last two weeks to discuss the Pokal final, to discuss the European result or the one European result that we actually care about, the relegation playoff, of course. And a little bit after that, we'll be back with our end of season awards. And if you're lucky, we may have a quiz for you. Don't hold us to that because we thought we had another one earlier this season, but it's in the works, let's just say that. Um, so keep your eyes peeled on social media, on Twitter, um, at bully underscore diaries. Any questions, any queries, just throw it in there. Thank you as ever, and we will see you next month. <laughs> <laughs>